Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Hey world, I'm Anthony, and you're now listening to The Reality Is. I was on vacation in San Diego this week, but my co-host held me down like family does, and they had a great, great show. On this week's podcast, we reflect on how our world and government has changed in recent years, black homework, and how to live freely, and more on this week's podcast of The Reality Is, where future becomes extinct. Why they laugh at me, man? They don't sound like old fake Barry yeah. White. <laughs> That's just the way I sound. The love man. line, you know midnight love. Trying to serenade everybody. This that's is listening. the reality is, and you are dialed in. <laughs> Hope you're having a great Saturday. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, we're back, man, and um, we're just really excited to get into this topic. You know, this first one, just reflecting on how much our world has changed and our country has changed. You know, ever since 2008, I think. We all, you know, that's kind of what Obama ran on, what President Obama ran on was, you know, this change and this hope. And like with anything, people wanted, I think, instant change. But I think over the last six years, we've seen a gradual shift in public opinion and just our, you know, operation here in in this country. So, you know, I wanted to hear you guys' uh, perspective on, you know, where do you think we're headed as a country? Man, honestly, I think we're heading in a a good direction. Um, You know, when I think about the things that has happened under Obama's uh, presidency and how people say that usually you, you can't really see what a president did until about 10 years after and how you can see immediately some of the things that he's done. And, and that's not to say that, you know, he, he can't take all the credit for it, but, you know, Bush was in office before. So clearly some of these things that Obama has, has worked to, toward, um, they weren't working on, you know, a couple years before him. So now I think it's a good direction because it's gonna force people, particularly y'all know my concern is, you know, black church and, and theology, it's gonna force people to start thinking about things in new ways. So I think, you know, with, with the, um, and we'll get into these more, but with healthcare reform, with marijuana legalization, on the, on the horizon with uh, marriage equality, these are things that socially are going to force people theologically and religiously to be like, all right, you know what, if I'm going to exist and live in this country, I'm going to have to think about things in a way that maybe I haven't thought about them before. So I don't know. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I like change, though. Some people don't. Yeah. How about you, uh, Gabrielle? How do you feel about the direction of our country right now? I think change is good. I think that people need to go up. I don't think that the world, like you said, the world likes change. People right. want feel like everything should stay the same, not even just like with politics, but, you know, as far as like technology, you know, there's plenty of people that I know that, you know, don't want a touchscreen phone. I used to work at mm. a, a cell phone provider. People don't want a touchscreen. You know, I think that just change in general, as far as like the um, healthcare reform and the marriage equality, I don't think that it's bad. I do have some opinions about the marriage equality, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as, you know, I, I think that change usually is never bad, mm-hmm. and it's inevitable. It, it's definitely inevitable, and, 
you know, just looking at where we've come and just our history as a country, it, I don't know if there, what the year number cycle is, but every 50 to 75 years, we see fundamental change right. in our status operandum, or however you say that word. So, you know, what was it, 1776, you know, mm -hmm. we declared our freedom, we fought this, and I, I, I call them revolutions, right? Mm -hmm. We've had different revolutions in this, right. in this country. So, you know, we had the, the break off from, from <clears throat> England and creating our own country. Right. And then, you know, we still kept fighting. You know, there were wars and things in between. Um, from there, we had the Civil War, right. which was another revolution in that you had a group of the country that wanted to secede. And, you know, we had another area of the country that said that's not acceptable. So, and then after that, you know, we went through a long time. Then you had, I think, World War One and World War Two, which, you know, and, and then the stock market crash and mm -hmm. the Great Depression. There was another revolution after that where we saw the New Deal and fundamental change came in this country as right. a result. Right. And then, you know, you fast forward to the to the civil rights movement where, I mean, Jim Crow had become so entrenched in the way people operated. I mean, obviously it was just, uh, you know, racism, uh, you know, 2.0. Right. But, I mean, not racism, but slavery 2.0 in right. that, you know, you still oppressed. But then, and then now I feel like we're going through another revolution maybe not to the same magnitude but you see things like you know <clears throat> marriage equality and gay marriage being accepted this is going to have second and third order effects on this country that you just would not have imagined in 10 20 30 years i don't know what that's going to be and like she said i have my opinions on it but man how incredible is that where we're finally going to become this country that is truly equal right. and that has this you know level of you know justice for all that we that we say you know in our in our pledge so you know i think it's a i think it's a fun time you know mm -hmm. being a millennial i think there's always a generation where the change starts and then they push right that change and right. I, you know you had the great generation after world war ii uh you had the uh the baby boomers after the civil rights movement right. and now i think it's our time as millennials to kind of jump on this sweeping movement because even regardless of political affiliations or where you, most of us in our generation pretty much feel the same way that uh, about marriage equality and that look you people deserve to love who they love and the government should not have a say in that so um, I think it's incredible but I am I am interested to see what the second and third order effects are going to be and then two what is the blowback you know because there's always a blowback whenever you have some type of uh, fundamental change well and that's funny that you say that because you know when you were talking about the history of all these revolutionary changes and I do think that the one that we're going through now is to the same magnitude or a similar magnitude as some of the others simply because you're seeing things that I mean years and years of history boiling over not just you know with the with the different legislations that have enacted justice for you know people who might decide to love someone of the same gender same sex um, but with the stuff that's going on in terms of the black community in this country right now, it's gotten to a point where it's like it does it does feel like it's it's the beginnings and the happenings of a revolution because people are getting to the point where man, it's, I'm getting tired of this stuff. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and something's got to give. And, and that's been the that's been the history. I mean, even after slavery during Reconstruction, there was pushback. Mm -hmm. There was pushback of civil rights. Clearly, you know, there was pushback, and so there's pushback now. 
of, of black voices that are saying, you know what? No longer do we need to sit back and, and pray for justice, but it's time to start doing something about it. Um, and yeah, we can debate on the methods of, of how things are, are trying to get done, but nonetheless, it's getting it's gotten attention of everybody. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're already seeing people making adjustments. I mean, I think the pro the protests um, are 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 relatively successful in making government entities say, you know what, we need Pay to take attention. this flag down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can't ignore people in the street and and because public opinion gets swayed by that. That's what I was saying. Right. I think that's where we as a country, everything is based on public opinion. Yep. Everything. So at one point, slavery was that was seen as okay, and after a while, abolitionists were able to really get the narrative to go their way. Public opinion became. I mean, are we really going to say that you know we're the free country and we have this whole group of people? And then you know you, you fast forward and women's rights and everything since. Um, it's all public opinion driven, and even now, now that you say what you said about maybe it's to the same magnitude. I think a lot of times we saw in the past, like, it was one-offs, like one group. So you had women's suffrage. It wasn't right. the same time as the civil rights. Right. It wasn't the same time as uh, other things that, you know, you had these marginalized groups. And now it's, like, all coming to a head. Right. You have right. women's equality that's a big conversation right now, especially in the workplace. Um, you have homosexual rights. You have, you know, the, the Black Lives Matters movements. Mm -hmm. And I put quotations up because... I think we could talk about that for about 10 hours on what Black Lives Matters means and what yeah. it should mean. Then you have immigration in this right. country, right. which is, that's going to be another fundamental shift once comprehensive immigration passes and we have 10, 20 million people in this country that are actually citizens or have a, a road to citizenship. And, and then look, you know, 20, 30 years down the line, what is our actual population going to look like? And when you say that, it's all coming to a head at the right. same time right. where, I mean, and I, look, I love white men, pause. <laughs> <laughs> I have hey, a, you don't have to say pause anymore. I don't have to say right? pause right. anymore. Right. You don't have to say pause. <laughs> right. um, I can say pause is so, no longer this year. <laughs> no, but, you know, like I have great people in my life that are white men, you know, the, the wasp, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. But... Let's yes, call a spade a too. spade. Yes. <laughs> they've had they've had a very strong hold on this country for since it started, right? It's exactly, kinda, and it's like I'm very curious on their perspective because it's like, man, people are ripping this away. We're the bad guy more than we've ever been, fair or not. I'm just interested in how they feel right now because look, the wasps. It's uh, I mean, it's like they got wasp traps out there you know you ain't <laughs> nobody wants to <laughs> anyway i joke but um yeah man <clears throat> anyway about no i was just ahead. i was i was thinking about I said, we got dead moment air time is, man. I know <laughs> anthony, moment anthony might be listening he's gonna have our ass <laughs> no i was i was i was gonna respond to that because you know in school uh it's inter our school is real big on social justice and uh, we, we've talked about that some, but I think about that a lot in class that, you know, the white, white men, particularly white men who are straight, who aren't gay, um, they get to listen to all day, every day at our school about how, um, not necessarily how bad they are, but how bad they've been. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
and um, and some and sometimes we have to pay attention to how the conversation goes because it, it, you know it's almost like the white man's the pinata in the class and it's just like <laughs> women are uh, women are uh, oppressed and opposing and 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 black men or men of color and people who aren't straight and. So, but I mean, I mean it's, at the same time, it's just like, like, how long have we been that pinata? Exactly. So, like, okay, now it's your turn. Right. Exactly. So, now you're going to have to take it. Just like, well, I think what we like, people think of it as a zero sum game. So, if so, it's like if if I have the same equality as you, then that may that means you have one. less than you had before. But it's like, no. Right. It's just now that we're all actually on the same level. On the same level, and look. Well, they don't want. I think. I think it, to world. an extent. Uh, I think, like you said. I mean, we've been the pinata, and now they. You see how angry they are to see how it feels right. to be on the receiving right. end true. of that. And I think it, there's a there's an issue of power. I mean, yeah. they've been the ones holding the power, and slowly but surely, that power is being not just get, not offered away, but it's being taken away. And uh, and and they are not happy about it. No, and, and the thing is. They just don't have the numbers anymore. Exactly. They don't have the sheer numbers that they used to. So, you know. Uh, That's why the, they're trying to go to Mars. The, the baby boomers, <laughs> the baby boomers, uh, you know, th- th- they're getting to a point where they're either retiring or, you know, God forbid, they're, they're, they're dying off. You know, and it's like, you know, the generation right before theirs, the great generation, as they put it, um, similarly, I mean, they're they're at a point they can't even be I mean they're not even really active in 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 the power structures so it's like well you know generation x is next and I think they're a lot more progressive but the the millennials were much more progressive and the numbers are just I mean there's just a lot more hispanics now that are that are taking up those numbers yeah. and uh and then like you said a lot more people are openly homosexual uh, you know, you have a whole demographic of women that are in the workplace that are, were not there, you know, back in 1970 yeah. and even in the 80s and, or even the 90s, right? But these women are le- are, are taking leadership roles. Um, you know, they have just as much intelligence, if not more, than a lot of the men. So, you know, I think that's a very interesting uh, dichotomy is like, you know, you, you, you want <laughs> – you want – Equality, but if but you're you a, if you're a white dude, you're like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, if 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 I got all these other people to compete against now, it used to just be I'm competing against, you know, my my peers, mm-hmm. you know, my other, you know, white men, white, white men, but now I'm competing against everybody, everybody. Right. It makes it a little bit a little bit right. daunting, I guess. Right. Yeah. right. What do y'all think about? Um, how much do y'all think the the Supreme Court ruling on on marriage equality will will shape? you know, social practices and things. Of, I mean, yes, you'll have people who, you know, were gay and most likely weren't closeted that will go and get married, you know, and like stuff like that. Like my neighbors. <clears throat> right. They've been, they've been partners for probably 40 years. Right. But that's like the first gay couple that were married here. They've been together for 54 years. They were right. 82 and 84. Right. My, you know, I'm kind of split about that because sometimes it's like, okay, at this point, really, what does, what difference does it make? Right. You've been together for 54 years you know, married or not. And at this point, like, really what, I mean, in my opinion, but. Yeah, I, it, I think the difference, and look, I am an ally to the LGBTQ. They be adding so many letters. QI, Alpha, Beta, Kappa, Delta. I'm like, what are we? They got so many letters they add. 
What was it? I thought it was LG. Right now, BT, this is going to be QRS. QRS, right? Anyway, you know, I am definitely an ally, but I will say, you know, when you grow up in the Christian church, um, you get taught that that is almost like the ultimate sin. So I think I have I have remnants of, you know, I'm, I don't necessarily believe in discrimination, obviously, but I know from my own practices, like, I, I don't, I just don't understand it. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't find myself being there, but I do see, I mean, I, I'm, I am, I don't know the word I want to use, but as it becomes somewhat of the norm, like, what does that do to the next generation of, of young people that are more exposed to it on a daily basis? Because even now, like, I just got to be honest, sitting down and having a conversation with homosexuals about their actual sexual practices, I mean, it makes me a little uncomfortable. But I don't to understand about, why we have to have that conversation. Like, we don't talk about our sexual practices. But we do. And <laughs> among other men, <laughs> locker room talk, we do, right? We talk about our practices here and there. And Monica's looking at too. Gary like, what you we talking do, about? We do, but a bit, but I mean, <laughs> but, but we we do like y'all y'all do, but it's amongst each other. So it's like I'm I'm not going to. I mean, sometimes I do, but for the most part, <laughs> 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 for the most part, well, I'm talking about my sexual practice with other women. So I don't think that I mean, gay people but probably lesbians. discuss it with other gay people. Well. I mean, but but why but why not have that conversation? I mean, right, I don't feel like anything's wrong if, with it right, because I even mean, even two straight smart, people, bro. even two straight people, even with my girlfriend, we can be talking about something, and I'm like, girl, you did what? Right. Like, I, I mean, this be, thing might you know, make you uncomfortable right, in that conversation. Right. Who's this? <laughs> <laughs> what she do? What she do? <laughs> no, but I, what I meant to say is, it is important for those people that were together for fifty whatever years, because they've had to live in a country where they were tax-paying mm-hmm. citizens. And live in a place where they didn't have the same rights as a man and a woman that probably had a much more dysfunctional relationship right. where the man may have been philandering and the woman philandering. And it's like they don't even speak to each other, but they're actually living in a loving relationship. And they lived in a country where they could not have the same rights mm-hmm. as them. So I think it is important. And from a, you know going forward from a legal perspective, one of them dies. Like you got to have oh, those yeah. marital That's rights it, um, right. uh, you know, to live on. So Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I've heard a lot, and I wish I would have write, written this article already, but I'm planning to write one from, from a theological perspective about this. Because I think we take for granted, and we just assume that Christianity f- feels a certain way about this issue, that, that it is a sin, that it is in the Bible, and I think we assume too much. I mean, I've talked a little bit about this on the show before, and I don't want to get into it because there could be a series of shows on just this. Right. Um, but long story short, the Bible, homosexuality and the idea of being oriented toward the same sex did not become a concept until 1892 or something like that. So clearly there were, there were you know, practices and the ancient Greeks practiced same-sex relations that it wasn't thought of to be sexual. It was thought, to, it was thought of as a kind of a mentoring relationship. So, I mean, there's been different opinions. But the Bible, the Bible... What it talks about is very complicated, um, and it's not. It, it you have to take it out of context to impo- to impose it on our context and say yes, homosexuality is a sin. 
it's extremely complicated. And like I said, I won't go into it too deep. But even for me, as a as a black Baptist, yes, I'm progressive, but black Baptist minister, um, I I'm coming out as an ally as well, <laughs> and not just an ally because I want to be one. But I think I believe um, that you know Jesus was fundamentally concerned about human mm-hmm. rights. That Jesus interacted That's with true. people in Scripture, and you see this, and um, Jesus interacted with people. There was countless occasions where someone came to him, and we would call that we would say that at the end of their interaction they got saved and all that. You would use our language to describe that, but really, what he tells them: your faith has healed you, or your faith has made you whole, and doesn't ask them to convert. And these there were some people that were not only from other regions, like socially or, or mm-hmm. culturally, but they were also other religious experiences. Yeah, and so he in, encountered these people. And allowed them to stay who they were, quote unquote, but told them that your faith is basically working for you. Um, And so, you know, I think when we get to a point where our faith causes us to stop thinking critically about things, when our faith causes us to to marginalize anybody on on any basis, um, our faith is failing us. And I think a lot of Christianity today is failing us because... It doesn't allow us, or our, our interpretation of it is not allowing us to think more critically about things. And to realize that the Bible is situated in a culture. And so even though for those people that say, well, Scripture is God-breathed, it's God's Word, that's fine. But God still didn't write it, and it's still there's still limitations based on culture. Women were property. So you want to talk about Christi- uh, marriage being a Christian institution... Well, it was a Christian institution that was instituted where women were assumed to be a piece of the household. Right. So Arranged you can't marriages. you can't talk yeah. about you can't even really talk about heterosexual marriage from a Christian perspective without understanding what it meant then and then figuring out okay, so then what can it mean for us today? Um, much less you want to come out swinging against people who are the same sex that want to get married, you know. So Well, what I think <laughs> about that is from the the Christian's perspective, is the thing is that you know like I said homosexuality is supposed to be a sin, but I don't feel like whether they're getting married or married or not, they're still homosexual. Mm-hmm. So th- them being able to get married, I don't feel like right. should be that big of an issue because that's not what the Christian issue is. Right. The issue is that they're gay. So whether or not you know you can get married, whether they're married or not, that's, that's not the, that's not right. the problem. So right. let them. Get, if they want to get married. It didn't say you know according to the, the Bible doesn't say. You can be gay, <laughs> but, just, you, can't but you can't get married. <laughs> right. That's not what it says. It says, right. you know, you, it's, the, it's the homosexuality that that is the issue. And then the other, my other thought is that it, it bothers me that being, being that I am a Christian, how Christians are handling the situation. Like, this is not going to draw anybody to, to church, to fellowship with you acting like that. Mm-hmm. That's the main reason why people who don't fellowship say that they don't because of, because it's every, everything is... What am I trying to say? No, you're you're not putting your sin on the on 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 spotlight. Right. So if if your sin was on spotlight, saying okay, so we're going to go ahead and make it legal for everyone to be able to have sex before marriage, and you, then it's going to you know it's, then you're going to have a problem because then it's your business. Right. So it's like don't try to don't judge someone else about what they're doing, and you over here doing you know got six kids about six women and living with somebody else and lying and then cheating on your wife and you breaking all the other sins, but but. I guess you're cool because you're not homosexual. Right. It ain't right. like you know. It ain't like you're gonna get to the gates right. and that guy gonna right. be like, you, you wasn't gay. 
You, right. was, you was running them streets. <laughs> you was running them streets. You were breaking hearts, but, <laughs> but at least you were doing at it least with you, opposite sex. Right. right. That's not how it goes. Yeah. That's exactly. not how it goes. Exactly. So it's like, it's not your place to judge me on what I'm doing, and I'm not judging you on what you're doing. And my issue is when you start to speak from a government's perspective, and your first word is Christian values, I think the way that this government has been set up, while a lot of our laws are based on Judeo-Christian foundations, those Judeo-Christian foundations came from somewhere, and it wasn't, you know, and it, and it was the Jewish faith. And those practices and traditions came from somewhere, and it wasn't the Jews, right? There was somebody before them that practiced similar practices. So when you start saying that, and their and their and their beliefs evolved, right? When, when they, they there were neighboring communities that you know they incorporated some some. I mean, there's been so much there's been so much evolution of thought, right? In Judaism and Christianity, and like you said, Chris. These values came from somewhere. So when we say these things, like these buzzwords, like Christian values, and that th these are more so political statements. Right. We've we have fundamentally failed to understand the nature of Scripture, to understand the nature of the canonization of Scripture, the political, yeah. and the and the fact that at every turn in history, what we call our faith, what we call religion, has always been a co-conspirator with what our political agenda has been. Right. So we we got to acknowledge that because because to just say okay well th this is what God has said no because what God has said has always been understood in light of whatever culture I came from. Outstanding. So so <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on this. We need to change the subject. Get, hey, we need to. Um, I just have one more thing to say, and I just wanted to finish my thought was when we start saying Christian values and start talking about what laws and government. Should 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 what yeah. role they should play? Yeah. This country was founded on the belief that you should be able to have free practice of your religion. So even if we do say we're both Christians, right. the way you are interpreting it and the way I interpret it and practice it does not have to be the same. Right. So if I say I'm Christian and I'm gay, it doesn't matter. Like the laws should reflect equality, not Christianity. Right. It should right. not reflect. And, and it's like I feel like what bothers me, and I am a Christian man. It bothers me that Christians have hijacked marriage. It's like there's marriage right. in every culture in this world. Right. Right? Whether you're atheist or whether you're uh, Jerry Falwell, you're, you're going to practice marriage. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so we'll change the subject. But um, I, well, but I think what Gabrielle said was important, too. Um, the double standards are just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Right. I mean, right. that, it's funny that you said that because that just, that just lays it bare that it's not even about homosexuality it's, it's, it's not, a power issue it's like not people, about sin it's not about homosexuality yeah. we find these things that we single out and and make a bigger issue than it, it really is. is and and half the people that are protesting about this probably are gay i mean they probably are closeted gay i mean you know it's funny you it. say that because i saw this uh just to make it lighter i, p I uh, <laughs> posted this on um facebook it was a skit between key and peel and oh like, um, and they were talking about you know <laughs> about being gay, and like one of them was like, well, well you know, let's slow down, let's not really get married, it's and you know, going too fast. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we really didn't even think it was going to get past. And um, Charlemagne said the same thing. He was like, you know, like gay men had it out. Now you got to come up with the same excuses everybody else. Can I know you got to be like us. <laughs> but, <laughs> Other brothers out here in these streets, I ain't ready. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm telling y'all, man. And look, one of the I think it's been a blessing to have have friends. Who happen to be attracted to the same sex and and be open enough to have conversations, man? 
it, with even in the Southern Baptist Convention, which is like the ultra mm -hmm. ultra conservative, right. you know, white right wing, uh, several several probably a, a a large percentage of the of leadership even in the like in the actual convention um are gay and are known to be gay and are closeted and won't say nothing in public but have been outed by people or have been there's been you know things said about them i, I mean so I, it just amazes me. I mean, I even heard stories about people who I used to know, and I was like, oh, no, he, you know, right. I, I would have never guessed. And I was like, yeah, all right. And um, to be completely honest, since since my what they call gaydar has been <laughs> developed, mm. <laughs> uh, honestly, there's a lot of gay white men at TCU. Yes. There are a lot of gay <laughs> older white men that like younger black men at TCU. Of course they're black. They so, coming after you, Gary? Right. Not overtly, but overtly, oh, yeah. Monica, you better watch out. <laughs> she don't need to watch out. I'm not worried about them white men. <laughs> but my point is, is that I'm I'm interested to see what happens socially because, you know, when legislation takes place, and like you said, Chris, when public opinion kind of leads that and then also follows that, um, it begins to kind of make normal another kind of experience. And when I I went to Cuba probably almost two years ago now, um, and in Cuba, the Castro brothers, you know, the presidents or whatever, uh, were extremely conservative when it came to gay rights until Raul Castro's daughter came out as a lesbian. They, they reconfigured the government to where, um, you know, people can be together in marriage. I think they can be married, but even, even so. Um, but public education includes a sex education portion that doesn't, that is careful not to normalize heterosexuality. So it talks about being gay as a as a legitimate possibility of one growing up. You know what I'm really? saying? And it, so it talks about sex education, how to do it safe, blah, 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 the ins and outs of it, but it leaves open the possibility that a boy might also be attracted to another boy. And the gay population there, boy, it is huge. Mm. So it just makes me wonder what the kind of, you know, the revolutionary changes here in America will do to social practices. Um, it's just, the next 10, 20 years will be interesting. All right, we're gonna get in some music, as Anthony would say, and uh, <laughs> when we come back, we'll be talking about, <laughs> we'll be talking about, as somebody, as, some, as somebody <laughs> called him earlier this week, oh, that's what I wanted to play as a training man. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you can play it when I come back, I can pull we'll, it up on the we'll, screen. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, but, Somebody called him the rapper in chief, uh, Obama you know using the N word. So we'll Nobody about. did it like me. Loose, you know I run the game. Stunner gave me the keys. Puff gave me the keys, my nigga. I want that oil money, nigga. Self made, so respect the hustle. Made a hundred million, did it off the muscle. Walking Def Jam, bitches think I'm Russell. Not just a matter of. Uh, it not being polite to say nigger in public, that's not the measure of whether racism still exists or not. It's not just a matter of overt discrimination. We have to, societies don't overnight completely erase everything that happened two to three hundred years prior. Racism. Give me your what was was the backlash warranted? No. Should he have said nigger or not? hundred percent not warranted. I, mean, I just feel like it was just something something else to to hold against, mm. you know, the president. Uh, you know, should he uh, 
within the context of what he was talking about, if you heard, because I read the entire transcript, and within the context, it was actually spot on. And if he did not say it, I think he would have done a disjustice, and right. he knows that. Right. I mean, this is a very, very right. calculated, measured, and intelligent man. So mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. And the fact that it caught on, and look where it caught on, right? Right. It caught on amongst the conservative white community right there. And, and then they got some, Af- some conservative blacks to come and say, oh, my God, it's beneath the digni- dignity of the being a president, and they forget that we actually have presidents that own slaves. We have presidents <laughs> that were pro Jim Crow. So, I mean, this guy's using it in the context of explaining race religion, right. relations. So it's like, yeah, I'm happy he said it. I'm right. very happy he right. did. And it's one of those things where I look at everybody, they always say, well, how come you can, because he's, he's the only president that could say it in modern times like that. Right. Unless we get another black dude, but <laughs> <laughs> who knows how long that'll be. All right. But uh, but why do what I don't understand is why do white people get so mad that they can't say it? Why do, why do you want to say like it they so need, bad? They need a piece of everything. It's almost like earlier when we were mm. saying that um, it's about control. It's just kind of like they want they have to have a piece of every single thing. But, but so why? so when something is when something is done that's un, quote unquote unfair for them now it's an injustice because I can't do it. it something I don't under, like you said I don't understand either why do you even want to say yeah, it? Why do you want to say it in the first place? That's a good point though Gabrielle because you think about how how much they complain about stuff like affirmative action or or these other kinds of th- or they how much they try to pinpoint welfare queens right. as if black women are the majority of people on Which is government not. services, right? But it's that's an interesting point because you know they want to talk about unfairness and you know or why there's scholarships available for people of color but not for well that's because it's a matter of justice not necessarily equality but justice in terms of we need to do some things to make things fair again because of this history right. of <laughs> you know people being on the on the the, the low part of the totem pole so. right and it's like you said Chris earlier it's like it, it's a um, I forgot what verbiage you used, but it's almost like if we're now equal, it makes you not. Like if right. I have the same thing that you do, right. now you have less than I do. Right. When it's it's not that way. It's just kind of like you don't have to be a part of everything. Right. And and that's one of the things. I read a book a couple of years ago called The New Jim Crow. I Ooh, think probably a lot of people book. have read that book. And one of the things she talked about was back in the early days of slavery, really they had, quote, unquote, white slaves or white indentured indentured servants so whites and blacks were to in large part on the same level in the eyes of the of the plantation owner what happened is is that the whites and the blacks started becoming friends and building relationships and and they said wait a minute you know you guys are starting to learn things and realize your struggle and so what they were able to do was put a divide in between the blacks and the whites, even though the whites had less rights, right? Because if you didn't own land, you couldn't vote back then. So the whites and the, and the blacks, they put a wedge in there, and they said, well, the blacks, they're not even human, right? right? And you guys are just, you guys are good, right? You right. guys are good, but these blacks, we're going to treat them inhumanely. And I look at it almost in the same sense, like, you know, it's like that wedge and that divide continues Whereas historically, before that happened, we were on the same level. And every time, 
it does come about to where even during Reconstruction when whites and blacks on the not so much the high class but the the lower classes mm -hmm. start to come together like well how can we divide that group again because when they come together right. the power that it has right. and wields is very important so right i right. saw you pulling up something about bacon's rebellion y yeah and i was trying to remember because sounds, uh, like, sounds like a delicious breakfast <laughs> right can i get two of those can you make my eggs <laughs> my eggs bacon over easy <laughs> I was trying to uh, I was trying to remember the name of, of one, but that basically what you were talking about was when they had the indentured servants and the blacks that got together and was like, you know what, this ain't right. And then, like you said, they gave they gave the whites more rights. They convinced them that blacks were animals, and and even and even going a step further when you talk about colorism and how you know like fair more fair skinned blacks were able to be in the house while you know others were in the field, and so just causing these just separating the disrupting what could potentially become a revolution or rebellion right. you know so i wonder where the medium brothers were because you know i'm not so dark and i'm not so light where would i have been on on like the porch or you like would have the been outside in, you would have been outside but maybe yes the garden, the garden. Like, you know <laughs> you are you know you maybe would have been a driver or you know ah, something like that so oh, you kind of in the coach driver right you would have been the driver like on life like you know <laughs> Get the oh, car no, but if you up. were outside every day, you you would you'd be a little darker than back in high were. school. I got pretty dark. I did too, and I'm and I'm very fair skinned. Yeah. So yeah. so you would have been a driver, you know. <laughs> Gary would have been in the house. Yeah. At this point, Gary and Monica. Monica looked like she might have been Master's daughter. Really. <laughs> 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 Gary couldn't have been in the ma Gary, Gary, They wouldn't have wanted Gary in the house because uh, Gary would have been trying to. Protest by messing with Master's daughter. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm a slave. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, you know, one more thing before we move on to something more fun and, and enjoyable. But um, I think the point he was making was so good, though, with Obama. You know, despite how people got hung up on what he said, but he was talking about that racism is not overt and blatant in, in the sense that it's about you know disrespecting somebody to their face or calling them a name you know that that is, you know yes the name still has that kind of history but racism like you said earlier kind of 2.0 it's reinvented itself and it's and it's not about you calling me nigger it's more about you writing laws that that inherently you know disregard my needs and marginalize me while and then you, and then you get to say well this is just the law right you know? or as an institution you decide and this kind of goes right in line with where we're going next was you decide to continue to uh honor this sign of you know the, the confederate flag and honor the confederate history right. in such a way and it's like look it people it, it's hard to do because of what we've learned growing up to equate slavery and the treatment of blacks in this country to the way that the Nazis treated the, mm -hmm. the Jews mm -hmm. in Germany. But in a lot of ways, they're very much similar, if not worse on the African and, and black side because it happened for 300 years, right? right? Um, the devastation in the Jewish community was swift and it was, I mean, it was, pro it, I mean, it, it's atrocious. It's horrendous. But, but, but the longevity of slavery is equally as atrocious, right? And, and you see the way that it, we're still still messing, battling a lot of the remnants, right? So, like when when President Obama says, "Look, it's the institution, it's the it's the social makeup," it's like, "Look, you still fly this thing on the state capitol, you still have these streets and 
military bases, right. U.S. military bases, and schools and things in the South that are named and honor these Confederate uh, quote unquote heroes. Right. And it's like in Germany, anything that had to do with Nazi Germany has totally been wiped yeah, away Hitler, from history. Yeah, Hitler's name is Hit, mm-hmm. Hitler. Yeah. The Nazi mm-hmm. flag is illegal in mm-hmm. that country. Mm-hmm. But you can make the argument. Well, I want to look. The Nazi army was the most devastating and unbelievable army in the history of, I think, you know, you talk about, you know, military operations, you know, I'm I'm an ex-military guy, so I've done some studying. So uh, in the same sense, people say, well, the Confederacy, they fought hard, they they fought honorably true but it was for the wrong cause right right, right. right. And, so. and and it's embedded you can't divorce like their heroic fight from the cause that they were fighting exactly for. right it almost to me it's almost like equivalent to you know in a football game if you score for the wrong team it's just kind of like you right, right. you know like yeah. you did you caught that ball and you took it but it was for the wrong team yeah, it's right. like wrong it basket right, yeah. it, right. <laughs> it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how hard it how the fight is if you're fighting for the wrong reason that's good so yeah i think from a confederate flag perspective as well just to you know expound on president i think it's like it's a great time and it, you know too little not too little too late but when we can come to a consensus and say it's time yeah. look it starts with getting rid of the sick the sign and then people's hearts will then look public opinion says this right. is a hateful sign right no matter where you go you're going to be looked at in a different way right just like it was when you said the n-word so now i think you know three four five years from now it'll just be it will see i think very good impact i think it's very important right okay Amen. so uh so now we're going to jump into something a little bit lighter yeah. um, <laughs> so uh i think it was gabrielle that came up with the uh <laughs> the uh black homework uh uh-huh. So just talk about the black homework thing and where you well, got the idea. Well, I felt like, you know, sometimes you'll be having conversations with people and they'll say, you remember like on that movie, you know, Men of Society? And then if you say, I haven't seen it, it's almost like you really ain't black. You know, it's almost <laughs> like, you know, you've never seen color purple. It's just, you know, it's, so I feel like, you know, there's a couple of movies that are considered like, um, you know, must in the community, like uh-huh. that you have to have seen to yep. be. To have your black car punched. So, what is the number one movie mm. that you have to have watched to have a black car punched? Mm. Roots. Roots. Okay, Roots. That to be that's more fair. okay to be more recent. Um, I don't know because I feel like it's genres. It's like hood movies, impactful movies. Like which you know which category? I'm am think, I, in? I think I think in terms of like the like the period of time. So I'm thinking of the movies that like in the '90s. Uh, uh, All of more hood movies. Like, Boys in the yeah, Hood. Boys in the Hood. Menace to Society. I Menace, but I can't leave Friday. that one out. Yeah, that's true. It, you know, <laughs> I think I think I think Color Purple, right? The color purple is not so rootsish, yes. where it's like you gotta, <laughs> right. you gotta, you gotta watch it for seventeen days straight. Uh, right. But it still has, it's still, it's like in between slavery, civil rights. It's yeah. like you know that yeah. time after in like Malcolm the 1920s. X. Yeah, you know Malcolm X was a movie. Yeah. Right. So it so, was like, I mean, it was like what in the mid '80s, but we were still, you know, t- you know, right. young, young where we could kind of understand. Yeah. But a lot of people skip over that time between slavery. Civil rights, like what was the black experience then? Right. Where have we come? So I, I, I think personally think Color Purple, but in the nineties, it was a lot of Spike stuff. Lee movies too. So Spike you know, it could have been like Do the Right Thing, Do the right or thing. Uh, um, I loved Mobetta Blues. I don't think that's really a black um, 
you know, homework. A lot of people ain't seen that. But yeah. you do have that, to see. You, you have a lot to see a handful of Spike Lee movies. Yeah, yeah right. Curriculum. To, to black homework. Right. Yeah. You have to have watched five Spike Lee At least, right. At least, right. <laughs> five. Right, right. Five. Right. Malcolm yeah. X was Spike Lee. Then right. uh, Crooklyn. I feel like everybody's seen Crooklyn. Um, I, don't I just know watched that about four or five years ago. Crooklyn? It was, it was in, or, oh, no, was not even that long. Three years ago. It was embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, Crooklyn. Um, I like Mo Better Blues. I don't think people have seen that, though. I've seen it. It's a good movie. I'm, I'm drawing blanks now because I'm then thinking about his. You have um, Denzel. Jungle Fever. Jungle Fever. And then School Days. School, school Days. School Days is that's one school that you absolutely like, seen. Right. But I feel like that one is not even, that's like a very um, uh, political, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Come on, help me educate the people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's you know, great. it's like, I, yeah, that, that movie time. I feel like is something that is. Socially it's, conscious. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. It is. Because it's light skin, dark skin. It's not it even sure necessarily do. about black and that. white. You yeah, know, it, it's, it, the, it's the the jigaboos and the wannabes. It was almost like a, well, it was a precursor to a different world in that oh, yeah. it had the, it showed the black, you know, HBCU experience. Yeah, right, right. And how much Greek life plays into it. Right. How much skin tone played mm-hmm. into That's it. interesting. Socioeconomic status. Because he was kind of ahead of his, right. ahead of his time with, with doing that. Yeah. Because you've seen, I mean, this is a conversation. What's the movie, uh... Was it good hair or something that like Chris Rock did? Oh, Chris, did? yeah, it was yeah, yeah so, good I hair. Mean, this, Which is, I mean, that is so mm-hmm. true. Yeah, you know, people mm-hmm. like, like matter of fact, with me, with me having my hair shit cut off, people always say, "Oh, you got good hair," because like, what if I let my hair grow? Then it's really curly. It's like, oh, and from what from I mean, the time I was small, my mom has never used the term good hair. Everybody's hair is good. I mean, what you know, nah, it's not a standard good. of good. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, oh, pro, I'm very pro black, but I'm just gonna be honest. Some it's hair nappy. It's just not good. No, it's, it's nappy. nappy. It's, it's don't nappy. Mean it's don't mean it's good. It don't mean see? it's bad. Yeah, look, it's look, just nappy. I'm a, look, call me coon when it comes <laughs> to hair. Look, I love I love the natural hair movement, but I'm no, just gonna every, be honest not, with you. If you can't put a comb through it, it's bad hair. <laughs> <laughs> but you can. Maybe your comb just need to be I'm heated just up. Joking. Right. <laughs> now, now you're talking. Uh, now you're talking. A you need a hot comb. You need a hot comb. You don't need a regular I'm comb. I'm with you. Because oh, back when God. we were in high school, we grew out our hair. Uh, and I used to hot comb my own hair, right. so I'm with you. Then right. it was real good. See, if you, the you thing is, with, with natural <laughs> hair, you just have to know how what to do. You need to know what your hair needs. You can't. What I did learn from when I did have hair, there's like le- there's really levels to this shit. Like it's like <laughs> you know, you like four C, four A, three B. It uh, it's it's These like weaves? no, this is just curl like your patterns. curl. See, look at look at. <laughs> Right. I know <laughs> they got numbers and letters. Right, for it's, curl it's, your, it's your curl pattern, so wow. you can't use the same products. Like I can't use the same pro- products with my three C right. as somebody with like two A hair. You can't. It's, it's and then and, and the majority of products being made in this country are made to suit people with, with you know with the the quote unquote good hair, right? Not the quote unquote bad hair. Kinky, kinky. Yeah, Nappy. I like that word. BDB. <laughs> right. Your hair is kinky. So, so back to black homework, right. quote unquote. Ask Rachel. Let's do some quotes in movies that you and name the movie. Oh, I gotta man. ask. Uh, I'm gonna ask uh, Monica over there because she's the one that looks the most like Rachel. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. So, so I forgot what I was doing earlier this week, but uh, I quoted this one. I said, uh, you know, uh, we were talking about a girl at, at, I forgot where we were at, and he was like, man, she, she, you know, she's got nice 
dark skin. I was like, yeah, you know, the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, I said, you, the older the berry, the sweeter the juice. I was like, it's the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. <laughs> He's like, oh, she's blacker than the motherfucker too. <laughs> I was like, what movie? What movie? I asked the guy. I Friday. said, what movie? Yeah, you got to know. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know the one that's so popular now, and it it's so funny how things just come back is the by Felicia. Like yeah. every, everybody yeah. says, yeah. it's just kind of like where did that come from? You know how old that, that right? So, how old but a lot that of is? people that use it don't even know where. Don't it came even from. know. It's funny. Don't even know. And funny enough, my mom's name is Felicia, so a lot of times we'll. This is what poor mom. Right, <laughs> people started saying it, and she was like, "Why do people keep saying that?" And I was like, "Mom, it's the from the movie." And she was like, "What movie?" And I was like, "I need you to, you know, mm-hmm. do some homework, please." That, that's another one. Black homework Friday. In our Friday, Friday, Friday yes, Friday was. What's up, big worm? I mean, big worm. <laughs> big worm. I mean, big worm. <laughs> right. All right, I got one. I got one. Uh, what is dashiki in uh, Swahili? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a menace to South Central Rodriguez. What is it? It's dashiki. That's Swahili for doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that's man. That's my favorite. Movie. I could quote that in movie from start. You know, and to I finish. haven't seen that. That's one that I have not seen. That it's, was I'm, that's you Friday see, for you me. You'll love that because it's a spoof of don't of uh, Minister Society, Juice, Boys in the Boys Hood, in the hood Higher Learning. Uh, I think it's the, the and it and it like the I never title, saw Higher Learning. Oh, that's a good one. Wow. I know. See, see my point. And that one actually is relevant now because the, the end of that movie is similar to what we saw. Yeah, with Charleston. The yeah, that's a good movie. That's that a movie really actually. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna have to put that on my list. Oh, I yeah. haven't seen that one. So for me, I think about what movies were most important to like my, uh, you know, like your cultural, your pro, your pro black, my my gender dynamic development, right? Like mm-hmm. what made me, a tr- you know. Build my attraction to women, and I would say Boomerang was the number one movie I for love me growing Boomerang. up. I love Boomerang. Like uh, Eddie Murphy's Eddie character. Murphy, Eddie Murphy movies are my favorite. Yeah, I mean, my favorite movie is Coming to America yeah. and Training Day. But but bark like a dog, <laughs> <laughs> a big dog. Or but, but but his his character in that movie, the smoothest character suave, in any movie. He was suave. And then that scene when Robin Gibbons showed up in just a trench coat. And, and I said, Lord have mercy. I said, I don't know what, I'm six years old. I don't know what I'm feeling right now, but Lord have mercy. There's some blood rushing through my veins. My mom said, what are you doing? I said, well, I don't I'm know. I'm not sure yet. You're right. You know, you know, how, you, you know, how, you know how you're supposed to cover your eyes, like your parents would make you cover your eyes. And my mom was like, you ain't covering your eyes because I can see a little, I can see a little harder on <laughs> You know, another movie that's more recent, uh, Baby Boy. Baby, Baby Boy, Boy, yeah, that's, that's definitely Baby Boy. That's a black homework movie. Black yeah. homework. Um, nah, I'm trying to think of what movie helped me come of age. I don't feel like, I, of I don't know because girls I have it. Like, I don't, I can't think of any. Oh, I've this heard is, girls talk about, like, you I know, can't think of it. It's I will say what I have, it, that wasn't for but me. But it was, wasn't, that one's not, like, that one's more recent. Like, I didn't I'm have talking, a thing. Like, because I was young, like when you were too, a kid? when I thinking, yeah. And I think for me, it wasn't about coming into, you know, my my womanhood, I guess. It was, like, my parents, I was kind of sheltered, so, like, they didn't curse. So I always, like, had a fascination with, like, hood movies. Like, uh, like I really love ratchet music. I, I mean, it's just because, I guess, it was so, like, forbidden. Like, right, no cursing. Right, yeah. Don't act this way. You know, so, like, Friday, like, I love, because, like, it was tons of cursing in it. <laughs> yeah, smoking you know, weed. Right, like, yeah. right, a whole bunch of stuff that hood I rat, was supposed to be doing. Hood rat shit all right. around. Hood rat, hood rat, who's your mama? <laughs> yes. I know you, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Now tell me who, who she, she was. <laughs> 
She got a she got a dude in the bed right next to her. Right. I'm giving him the third degree. Right. Oh my god. Okay. Well, one movie that isn't so old and it doesn't have nothing to do with no black uh, homework, but that was a monumental movie in my upbringing was Monsters Ball when I finally saw it. I thought that was ridiculous. That is a black homework movie. It's definitely only because that. Only because of Halle Berry. Because uh, because growing yeah. up, Halle Berry was that was that was that was she the was one. She was like the goddess. She was the goddess. Even, I mean, even w- in Boomerang is where right. she started. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. But uh, boy, when you could see, who? Yes, Lord. What was the? Oh, that was losing Isaiah. When she was a crackhead. Yes. That's when she. Oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Monsters Ball. I had to. I had to rethink my life when I saw that. <laughs> I really did. I have decisions to make. <laughs> I, I think I was in high school or something. Yeah, man. And it can, and, and so my dad, well, they had this movie room in the house. My dad was watching it with my stepmom, and I didn't know what I, I didn't know about the movie, so I didn't go in there and watch it with him. So I saw it later, like it probably had been out for a while after I saw it. And I don't know that I, I don't know that I knew what I, to expect when I saw it. I think you I, didn't know it was coming. I think. I think somebody had mentioned it, but I wasn't oh, yeah. ready. To, for it to be like that. Whoa, I wasn't right. ready. And it was about three minutes long. And I was like, whoa. God, that is definitely black homework because I know several people who know like the mo- the the minute mark of the movie. Like <laughs> I did. It's like right. It's like we watch the movie, it's like at twenty seven minutes and thirty two seconds. That's when it's just like, God, dog. No. I've it seen it once. Growing up, it was always those movies when you could see a, a titty. Uh, like if you're if you're you know any between the ages of five and twenty five probably anytime you get to see a titty it's like uh, you know a siren goes on in your head you're like yeah titty right yeah so when you said like you know the time marker I just remember I would fast forward through movies just so I could get where to you a, know all the naked scenes yeah all the naked scenes and it's like I would look for the end at the, at the beginning on the rating how if it didn't stupid. have an end in it I wasn't gonna watch it how stupid are Nudity. young boys it's like come on. <laughs> You guys are idiots. Yes. Anyway. Oh, gosh. Well, are there any songs? Yeah, songs. What are Um, songs and I know when I was in high school, the song, because, okay, again, I couldn't listen to this stuff, so, like, I probably didn't hear, like, the first rap song until maybe eighth grade, and it was Crucial Conflict, Hey. And it that was, song was crazy. That was like, and I knew every word. It yeah. was like sitting on the water. Yeah, yeah. Toe up from the floor. Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot about Crucial. I that was the first song I ever heard. And then when I was in high school, I was on a track trip, and they were singing um, "I Smell Smoke" by Mystical. Had never heard, it. and I was like, "How does everybody on the bus know these mm-hmm. lyrics to I Smell I, I Smell Smoke?" Mm-hmm. So similar to you, I grew up in a household where we just couldn't listen to worldly music. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. right. Can't listen to it. Right. So you know, you, you would hear people singing all these songs. Yeah, I, don't know what I have no idea about. what that is. I think the first, uh, I would go to Detroit for the summers with my with my family, and one summer. Uh, we got a caller. We have a caller. We have a caller. We've got a caller. <laughs> Let me take this. You are on the reality is. Who do we have on the line? Man, it's Anthony, man. What the hell y'all talking about over there, man? What's up, man? It's our fearless leader, host, Anthony Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> man, y'all doing a good job, man. Oh, man, we appreciate it, man. Hey, so speaking of that, have you been listening in? Yeah, man, I'm sitting there. We sitting outside this cafe, man, out here in uh, off uh, Corona Island, man, Coronado Island. I'm sorry. 
um, eating. So, yeah, we listening, bro. Sitting up here with RTV and our cousins, man. We just listening to the show. They like it, man. Y'all doing a good job, bro. Well, look, man, what's one black What's one black homework movie that people got to see that had a black passport punched? I think a good one is... Uh, Thin Line Between Love and Hate with Martin. Man. Oh, and, uh, yeah. And, and, and Boys in the Hood. I think it, I don't know if you guys said that. I think you did. But if you want to really know the black struggle, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> uh, you got to do Boys in the Hood. But I think Thin Line Between Love and Hate is a good one, bro. Damn, oh, that's yeah. A good one. That's yeah. a classic. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I did, too. I love that one. I that did, too. Was crazy. <laughs> She's so <Yeah>. wild. <laughs> teach you, be careful growing up on who you choose. Uh-huh. But my favorite part of Thin Line Between Love and Hate, of course, is when Lynn Whitfield this is this shows you the power of the vagina. She told that nigga that she killed somebody, and that nigga looked up and she dropped down on that nigga dick, and he's like, "Oh, oh!" And he just kept on riding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she even made that nigga change his mind. She said, "The nigga, motherfucker, beat you. You had to kill his ass." Oh my! He was just like, "Yeah, as long as you keep on riding this thing, I ain't worried about it." <laughs> I'm not worried about it. We'll talk about it after. So, what's what's one song, Anthony? A song for Black Homework. Black homework, or what that that other like other races need to listen to. No, that or just that, like if that, you haven't heard you this hadn't song, heard it and you you're black. black, right? <laughs> if you haven't heard it and you're black, a song that black uh, somebody needs to hear is a black homework song. Yeah. Um. You know what? I honestly think that common and blow black maybe man to me. We no, think it like popular, older, like, like older, older and something that's popular. Coming of age, coming that, of age. That everyone has heard. Like all black people have heard this oh, song. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Let me see. Shit, that ice cube today was a good day. I got to yeah. say that. Oh yeah, that's and a Cali, Or uh, that um, what is that song off um, the Chronic Man with uh, Snoop Dogg and Corrupt? <sighs> and almost anything Snoop Dogg too, yeah. like uh, Gin and Juice. Or? Yeah, yeah, Gin and but Juice. But you said you said it was Gin and Juice is a good one, but. Ain't no fun at the home if you ain't had none. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. My, my black homework song is Make Them Say Um. Oh, yeah. 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 And, that, yeah. and No you Limit. And this old masterpiece shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And the anyway, first then. masterpiece song I heard was Ice Cream Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ice Cream. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what I was that yeah. Before I was really interrupted by Anthony's call. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was saying I, I used to go to Detroit, right? And I was there, and my aunt, she was very worldly. And she had a radio on, and Uncle Luke, that's the first time I thought oh, Uncle yes. Luke, and, and, and two live crew, and them songs, you know, hey, we want some. <laughs> Doody Brown. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. I want to rock. I want to rock. <laughs> and then, right. And then, right. And then like, you were on. Anything with two live crew was like audio pornography. Yes, yes. And then Gary was on No Limit, but I was on Cash Money, that, that 400 oh, degree juvenile. I love Cash yeah. Money. Girl, that's juvenile. You yeah. don't know me on fire. <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> On that uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. But, 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 you, but you know what's crazy out here, man? The, 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 a crazy thing out here, you know, we're always talking about race and differences and demographics. One thing that's really, really crazy out here is the homeless population is ridiculous. Not only is the homeless population ridiculous, I've seen more women out here that are homeless. In Dallas, you see a lot of men. Not only is it just women, it's white women. I don't really, I haven't seen one black homeless person here, which... I, I can't say that it's like it makes me proud, but it's like, bro, it, it's a different breed. And the first woman that I saw that so was homeless, proud. this motherfucker was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. I was like, how the fuck are you? should have went and asked her her story. With green eyes, huh? You should have went and asked her her story. 
Man, I don't care about her story. Somebody ain't gonna. Have, she ain't gonna be on the street too much longer, looking like that. <laughs> she's beautiful on the corner. Somebody gonna pick up and take her home like a stray cat. <laughs> no, I, I looked at the stoplight and I was like, if I had a hundred dollar bill in my pocket, I'd have gave it to her. Yeah, man, it's just a dip for <laughs> one. Would you have done it in ones? Please tell me you wouldn't have done it in ones. And done it in ones? I don't know, man. If, I mean, if I'm taking her somewhere, it would have been in ones. But oh, if I'm just passing through, it needs to be a solid kidding. deal. It's crazy, though, out there, like, you know, I lived in L.A. for a while, and it, and I was just thinking, if there was anywhere I could be homeless, it would be in L.A., San Diego, or Hawaii. Like, yeah. if I'm going to be homeless, <laughs> it's going to be one of those At least places. the scenery. Yeah. Not, right. You yeah. be seeing homeless people up in, like, Philly or even down here. It's or even like, here. It's, it's too hot, man. Right. Be yeah, it's street. hot as hell. It's hot. And, and the second lady that I saw that was homeless, homeless had an ass out of this world. I was like, <laughs> oh, what God. the fuck? You should have said, girl, you know you can strip and make money. Just yeah, go ahead and... Go and ahead. The third one was in a full get up, like workout get up. Like she just got out the gym, bro. And I was like, she what just the became fuck homeless. Going on, man? So she got on a Nike, a Nike sweatsuit <laughs> talking about I'm homeless? <laughs> she just oh, got put no, out. Bro, they was having the time. I'm going to tell you another thing. They they stepped that game up. One dude had a uh, need help or feed me sign and it was laminated. I was like, this nigga oh, <laughs> <laughs> got worked up. This ain't the same kind of homeless I'm <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 the brother went to, he right. went to Kinko's right. got that? Yeah. It's more hey, 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 sanitary It needs to be weatherproof yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's supposed to rain later That was a good one right. That was a good one <laughs> Laminated but, oh, hey, man, I just wanted to call in man I don't want to take the shine man Y'all guys are doing good man I can't wait to get back in the studio with you next week But man keep it up man And I'll get at y'all after the show man Appreciate it man All right, Enjoy yourself y'all have fun Enjoy San Diego All man right. Get out there on a the surf Board, Bring me man. a keychain or something. Holla. I wish they all could be California girls. Reality is, um, and then you could also follow us uh, on our website, uh, thareality.com. Um, There's information on there on where to listen. Um, I know they'll re-air the show tonight at 11 p.m., and then, of course, it'll be up on iTunes and everywhere else by Monday, probably. Um, right, and then don't forget about um, the live show, July 26th. Yes. Yes. Yeah, at Absinthe at Lounge. Lounge. Yep. Yes, we'll have a live recording and then a turn up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and it's $10, and tickets are still available, right? Tickets are so. still available. Yeah. They're moving fast. <laughs> <laughs> so next we're going to go into how to live freely, just to run through them really quick. Inhibitions to the win. Um, what makes you happy? You could travel more. Dating without expectations. Stop playing games and say what you mean. So, how do you guys feel that you live freely? Or that's I mean, or when I was reading through these, it it really was a a reminder that you know sometimes sometimes we just overthink things. Yeah. Like I, I think agree. we've talked about it before, and I know you made some good comments about it, even like within dating or 
you know, we play games or we, we try to guess what the other person's person feeling and try to mm -hmm. send hints and stuff like that. And, you know, people are just, and you and, and Anthony both, maybe it's a Texarkana thing. I don't know, but uh, it's just like, man, just, just say what you mean. Like, just be blunt, you know. Right. And so what? I mean, person feeling get hurt, at least you, the communication is clear. Or you can never say, I didn't know. Right. And I feel like whenever, I feel like when you're, you know, we've said this a lot, which probably, I mean, almost could be a mantra. It's like, just be who you are. It's just so, it's so, it's so much more freeing when you don't have to pretend or when you don't, are you, are you, you're not having to be on, walk on eggshells. Like I said, one, just from like dating, not having to um, think what the other person wants. Like I said, think for someone else. Just like I was asking y'all before, like a nice way to. A nice way to say, you know, I'm really not that interested, and it's just kind of like I'm probably just gonna say I'm not that interested, just to be. It's, it's, you know, it's just a lot more. I feel like do what you do, what you love. To me, for me, that's what living freely is. Do. I think I, I think, I don't know at what point in my life, but at some point I did make the decision to kind of, you know, throw caution to the wind and say, mm -hmm. you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I want to do. The proverbial. Right. It. Yeah, yep. like, yeah. Like, like President Obama said, I'm a, I have my bucket list, and I said, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, bucket. I'm just going. I'm gonna do what I want to do. So I came to a point where I was in the Air Force, and it was like, in the Air Force, it's the place you can live the least free in the free world. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the one place where people have total control over your life. Um, and look, the military did so many great things for me, but at some point I had to say, I need to live freely. I need to be able to make decisions at the drop of a dime mm -hmm. of my life, and I didn't have that control. So I made the decision, that, that's when it was. I made the decision then to say, look, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna live freely. Like, I, I'm, I'm a civilian now, and anybody that's ever been in the military knows, the moment you step into a civilian life, you just feel somewhat of a weight come off your shoulders, like, you know, I'm happy that I, I served, but you know, like, mm -hmm. now I can be myself. I right. don't have to subscribe to, you know, maybe uh, certain ideologies or things that I might not necessarily believe in all the way. Um, and it's like, it's just a liberating feeling. And it's like, that seeps into other parts of your life. Like, right. even dating now, and it's not so much I'm living freely, but I think with me living freely, it's just like I have a new maturity over myself where mm -hmm. I'm not running the streets. I'm not trying to talk to every girl I see anymore. It's like, I'm free enough to say, I, I, not every, you know, if you don't come to, you know, and it's usually an, an intellectual level, yeah. but if you don't meet that intellectual level of engagement, I'm not I'm not gonna waste my time. And it's just been so refreshing, like like you said. That's man. definitely a, a, a thing for me too. I've the, This week, I've probably had some conversations with some guys and this is like, this will probably be our last conversation. What are you talking about? Like I can't. Right. Like, one thing was so simple as, and I'm not knocking anybody who smokes, but one thing I was, I was talking, and he was like, you seem really wound up. And it's like, this is really just kind of how I am all the time. He's like, you need to smoke some weed or something. It's just like, um, number one, you don't even know if I, if I smoke. Right. You know, it's just kind of like, that's the only solution to, or maybe this, I just said to you, this is how I am all the time. Right. So right. it's like, but, you know, like you said, just to, you know, I digress. It, the thing... I can't have a, a, a dumb conversation or a pointless conversation. It's right. like, I just don't feel like right. it. Right. I mean, it, it, you'll get bored. And and I think the beautiful thing about living freely and, and, and not apologizing for who you are or who you want to be is, is being able to own that and be like, you know what? Honestly, this ain't going to work for me. Mm -hmm. and, and understanding that, <clears throat> you know, mistakes are going to be made, but it's better 
it's more fulfilling and it's better to to live knowing you're gonna make mistakes and be okay with that than trying to to be like do everything right the first right. time and and not live in a way that truly makes you happy or truly allows you to be who you want to be and stuff like that i think you said it when you said just knowing that you're going to make mistakes right and i say that because for a long time like you know people have you know this um this idea of what their life is going to be like i'm going to get married at this age i'm have kids i'm going to do this and it's just kind of like so many of those things for me have gone the totally opposite direction to where it's like when i got number one i never thought i would get divorced but when i did it was just like okay so i just have to get this idea of what i think my life is going to be like and just live my life and however it goes is how it goes instead of trying to say okay um I don't want to have kids. I don't, you know, it's like just having this, this mm-hmm. timeline mm-hmm. of the way things should, should go. Right. And that's the thing that I had to get out of too, is the way things should be because like, you know, when I went to a uh, seminary school in 2009 or something like that, um, you know, I had, I was already in the process of becoming a minister and, you know, and I had prided myself throughout college on, on being a person of integrity you know, because I had heard some people talk about, well, people are, are hypocrites and all that kind of stuff. And so, in, in essence, I did everything, quote, unquote, the right way. Right. And at the end of it, I look back and I'm like, man, I'm so glad that I got away from feeling like I had to do things, quote, unquote, the right way. And even to the point where I even, I get to decide what I think the right way is. Right. right. You know what right. I'm saying? And and understanding that there's, a, there's so many institutions, there's people out there that there's so much variety. It's like... I need to figure out what my niche is and live into it and own it. And mm-hmm. if there's going to be people that excommunicate me, and that, I'm fine with that because I'm right. going to be happy and y'all still going to be sitting up here trying, trying to, to keep a standard that you created that you can't keep. Right, trying you know to keep it saying? with the Jones. Right. Yeah, and, you know, it's like I think it starts with just, I think somebody said it earlier, look, love yourself. Mm-hmm. Love yourself for who you are because you can't ask somebody else to love you for who you are and appreciate you. And you don't you like you it. Don't, right. Right. You know, They're going to follow your lead. Right. And, and realize, like, you don't have to make things so complicated. complex and complicated. Things are really, mm-hmm. I, I, I personally, and maybe it's just because I've been, I feel like maybe I've been blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like things are not that complicated. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, be purposeful in your life, but just have, we only get one of these things. Right. We only mm-hmm. get one, and it ain't that long. Ain't so look, live free, enjoy yourself. Find things. Get look. The number one thing I think for me is getting out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, get definitely. out of your comfort zone and find out like what what is it out there that I'm missing out on. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, so we, we're gonna wrap it up. We got about uh, a minute left. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, anybody I need to chime in with? Find me on um, Instagram naturally underscore g e e g naturally g on on Instagram and uh Twitter. You can find me at RevGreen2 at Instagram and Twitter, and I'm on Facebook under my government name. Yeah, don't follow me on Facebook. <laughs> that ain't your business. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me in St. Louis. That's the black Y'all just gonna do the show without me, Christian and Gary, Gabrielle. Y'all just gonna do that good work. Have a great show without me, huh? Well, hey, proud of you guys. Good job this week. 
rocks, I keep them both cocked. Nina and Sabrina, now damn, my boys, have you seen her? Have you seen her? Uh, nine millimeter, making niggas believe us. How about the two seed and the whole cat? Wife beater, Levi's, just from the cleaners. Yeah, they start with the cuff, like fuck it, leave it to Beaver. Catch me in the Galleria, Plaza, and Chesterfield. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get on all on rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.